This is part seven of the audio journey of the Hollywood Hills trilogy, volume three, Dark Lights and Bright Shadows. Soundtrack for part seven is by Jazzy Beats. 51. Teach me how to love. Please, if you'd be so kind as to teach me how to love. Yeah, I know. I'll be the first to admit that I'm more than just a little bit fucked up. I can be somewhat stubborn, but you know what? I've got a lot of love to give. And I'm ready to give my all if you're willing to just not give up. Ready to learn. Willing and able, and yeah, I know I've got my walls up, so I occasionally act abrasively, defensive, and unpredictable. But please, understand I've been hurt so bad in the past, so many times before, that I'm scared of the past, and I act irrational. That's why I instinctively push you away when really I only wish to pull you closer. Um, apprehensive i'm lost i'm confused i've gone astray left home so long ago i can't recall raised without a mother that's why i mostly only fuck those i'm disgusted with or at least not in love with but often predominantly ignore those that i'm actually in love with to be honest i'm not a bad guy i'm just hurt and it shows scared wounded sick and tired of being fucked with so i often go off alone where I can't be reached by phone, a rarely cooperative rebel whose cause is mostly unknown, retreating to jungle retreats where it's just me in the trees, hiding in places I can reside in peace and write these poems. Prose for all those that are alone and feel like me, we sleep on the bed we make, a bed of roses with thorns, somewhere, unbeknown. Currently that place is Columbia, I'm sad but it's beautiful. The rain on the rainforest canopy plays with music notes. Just swan dove and swam nude in an infinity pool with a view in order to wash off my soul and let everything I came with go. And this feels like I'm having some sort of lucid dream. I'm living in a surreal fairy tale. Only thing missing in it is you or someone else to share it with. See, the only time I feel gratified and relieved by my depression is when I'm in a magical place and have someone to share it with. And that's why I'm asking you, please, teach me how to love. It's not an easy feat at all to accomplish. No one ever said it was. But if you succeed too, I'll be forever grateful to you as loyal and faithful as an adopted rescue pup. So... Please, if you'd be so kind as to teach me how to love. Yeah, I know I'll be the first to admit that I'm more than just a little bit fucked up and can be somewhat stubborn, but you know what? I've still got a lot of love to give. So I'm ready to give my all. If you're simply willing to just not give up, please, teach me how to love. Fifty-two, teenage Instagram models. Gotta wash my socks. Mm, 
just another one of those random late night thoughts that I've got. That and I'd also like to return almost everything I've ever bought, which is pretty much almost everything that I've got. But I can't seem to retrieve the receipts. It seems they're gone. I'm too far along on this trip. Retreat's no longer an option now at this hotel in L.A. Off Sunset Chateau Marmot is what it's called. Caught up in a common moment of spiritual apathy. Don't want to go out. What's going on? I'm feeling a bit off, so I'm online typing and searching for a good time casually. Wanting nothing more in this world than a natural woman, but still on Instagram messaging these sham filtered girls. Need to engage with mature herbs, not feed sugar babes. Oh yeah, and by the way, it's my birthday. Not that that matters now. Cause all that means is that my timeline is littered with well wishes from friends that I don't even know anymore. <laughs> all this plus I feel like a whore. Like I sold my soul for some plastic toys and crafted attention comfortably numb and now the only time I feel anything at all is when I get a message, an alert, or a not so honorable mention. And I'm 30 plus, but still posting pics as if I'm a teenage Instagram model. Still searching for some validation from strangers, still not giving myself enough credit for who I am. Come on. Do you honestly think those friends on Instagram will somehow magically become your Instafam? Or is it just you're more obsessed with those obsessed with you, so you secretly send DMs insincerely to all your Insta fans? Huh. Searching for love in all the wrong places, faces you're so overloaded with so many faces that you become jaded and faded and all your idols have become faceless. Don't even know who the flavor of the month is, but I'll bet whoever it is is tasteless and probably wasted. A generic imitation of what authentic creation is made of and we're losing patience, still they say be patient and pace it, but it's harder to do it than to say it, so I'm overly complicated because we're nervous and anxious with a focus on escaping like a psychology patient who artfully adverts nurses' sedations to improve his chances of escaping, but it's useless attempting because truthfully, even though these gadgets can't contain us, we can't escape ourselves, and that's exactly where the pain is. And the kicker is, if we could, we just put our minds together, but instead of exerting any effort at all together, we just take it. And now that that's out of the way, where does that leave us now? Now that everything's been laid out on the casino table here at this place in time of unplanned acceptance between birth and death where we rest right in the middle. No Malcolm, no riddles, yet everything feels like a mystery. And I've got over 50 unread messages to reply to, but I don't want to reply to a single one of these. I just want to log off and go climb on a tree. I just want to get lost in the greens of its leaves. I just want to feel something other than feel nothing. Just want to not feel any of these wants to feel any more things. Ah, uh, yeah. But... As much as I try, I still do want wants. I still do want things. And right now, one of my wants is to wash my socks. Cause I've been living out of a backpack for way too long and people think I'm living it up, but really this reality really sucks. 
because I literally have no home and no close friends. A successful self-isolationist that's alone on his birthday. Writing all these words to you as if you still care at all, when in reality I doubt you ever even did in the first place. Wonder if you even cared in the first place. Anyways, just forget it. I've got to go now and wash my socks. Just resist, disregard what I said as random late night thoughts. Oh, and by the way, I'd also like to return almost everything that I ever bought, which is pretty much almost everything that I've still got, which is all that I've brought, but I can't seem to retrieve the receipts right now. It seems that they're gone. And I'm too far along on this trip, so retreats no longer an option now. Anyways, I gotta go now and uh, wash my socks. Happy birthday to me. Huh. Fifty-three. Teeter totter. Okay, so here we are again, together and alone, on the run at home with nowhere to go. We open up a bit, then instantly, instinctively, we quickly retract, scared to go through what we went through before. So instead of attempting to match, we lash out at each other as if we are bitter foes. Defending ourselves with passively aggressive attacks that burn slow. Best defense always was a good offense, so we advance and jab, then retreat back across our castle's moat. Online and off track, it was high time for a low drab. So it makes sense she stole my whole mind just like that. No evidence left, no detective either, so no case to crack, no low jack. So as much as I tried, I just couldn't get it back. Now I'm on the low like a blacked out Cadillac. If you have a love, you better hold that. Don't let go, just grab hold and go fast. Head on, off the track, we crash, what a wreck. No cash, nothing left but the whiplash is a post-crash effect. And we're way, way, way too far gone to ever get anything back. And I just wanna go back, back to where we once were. We were here together, alone, concurrently, separate but equal, on the run, fervently, at home, offshore. Now I'm in the now, holding onto my phone with no one to call, checking the latest news but finding nothing new at all. Checking out the latest updates of people I don't even know. If I'm in such a rush all the time. Why do I continue to stall in a hurry but just want to relax? Tension builds as additions subtract and everything continues to continue to add additional additions to the facts. Fact is that we are perfect opposites, which makes us exactly the same. Yes, we are completely crazy, but these days crazy is the only way to stay sane. We're never gonna survive unless we get a little crazy. So we have to let loose if we want to stay sane and maintain. Don't take my word for it, just ask Seal or Heidi Klum. It has begun, roll the drums, load the guns, light the flames. It's the 
world's greatest improvised worldwide Olympic flame relay. Might be some new players on the field, sure, but best believe it's the same old game. Might be some new problems revealed, sure, but best believe it's the same old blame. Don't know where I'm going next, or why I even came. Here, to see you again. My only friend in the whole wide world. Here, we are again. Together and alone, on the run at home with nowhere to go. <laughs> here, here we are again. Together and alone. On the run, at home, with nowhere to go. <sighs> 54. Text junkie. What are you doing, sitting there with your addictions, smoking, drinking, texting, staring at a teeny screen, completely oblivious to everything and everyone else that exists? Please, listen to me. I insist. If you wouldn't mind as to be so kind as to get the fuck off your fucking phone. It seems you haven't noticed that there's a human here. Please be so kind as to acknowledge their presence. Please be so kind as to acknowledge how annoying it is to be on your phone while you're sharing time with someone special. Because when you're on your phone all the time, it's like you're not sharing any time at all with the person you're with. How incredibly, unbelievably inconsiderate this is. Seriously, what kind of person would be as rude as you as to do this type of shit? I mean, it's one thing if you don't like the person you're with and you want them to get the hint and you're texting because you want to ignore them. But if you want to ignore them and you don't want to be with them and that's the case then why are you even there in the first place your actions obviously show that you don't care about them whether you realize enough to acknowledge it or not it's like you don't care at all you don't even care enough to pretend and if I'm wrong and you do care about the person you're with you better realize that time spent texting is time that's gone with the wind because if your choice is to be on your phone while they're choosing to try to share time with you undivided, better believe that they'll be leaving the first chance they get to find someone else to share life's most valuable gift with. Because nothing makes someone feel less important than the other one being on their phone while they're with them. Be with them, please or don't jeez just make up your mind and either way get the fuck off your phone or get the fuck out of their life stay or go but do not remain in limbo <laughs> and if you don't get off your phone with them then don't be surprised if when you finally realize what a waste of time spending excessive time on a phone is that you text them to apologize and they don't even reply because 
They're likely spending time with someone in real life, giving their attention to someone that pays attention to them, that appreciates them and is able to express that appreciation and really be with them when with them and isn't dismissively paying attention to a phone instead of paying attention to them. Can't blame them for giving their attention to someone else. Cutting ties because why would they continue to dedicate themselves and their time and their attention to someone who doesn't appreciate or reciprocate? I'm warning you now before it's too late. If you don't listen, then don't be surprised if they finally decide it's time to separate. So hey, I'll ask you one last time before I go when it's too late. What are you doing? What are you doing anyways? What are you doing sitting there with your addictions? Smoking, drinking, texting, staring at a teeny screen? Completely oblivious to everything and everyone else that exists? Please, take a moment to listen to me, I insist. And if you wouldn't mind as to be so kind as to just get the fuck off your fucking phone. <laughs> 55. Text you later. I wanted to say something with some significance urgently, but like usual, I just bit my tongue and swallowed my words, washing my words down unwillingly with plural rounds of complimentary shots from the open bar. She didn't even notice because as usual, she was stuck on her phone serving it more than it served her. I wanted to remind her urgently that I was still there, that she was still there as well, that we were still there, spending the only thing we can't get back, our time, and we should cherish these moments before they're gone forever. I wanted to remind her urgently to remember the memories before they were permanently gone and forgotten forever lost in the sands of time, stuffed in the depths of our minds, gone like skeletons in closets, faded like colors in sunsets, washed away like sandcastles by the sea, no Jimi Hendrix, gone on her phone, she was only ever really there during sex. Only then would our souls connect and our eyes meet, only then would she be truly present without interference. And our sex was the best after all, there's no debate about that. It was carnal, yet caring, physical, yet spiritual, gentle, yet rough, selfless, yet selfish. Still, as good as the sex was, I wanted more. I wanted more of her. I wanted more of her to be there with me. For I felt that all too familiar feeling of impermanence that this too would pass as everything eventually does. That we too wouldn't last and that time was our only nemesis. This gave me anxiety and anguish so bad I wanted to speak up. Not break up, but I just clammed up, bit my tongue and shut up, swallowed my words and swept underlying emotions under the rug. 
see, we were doing good. Good enough at least to not make a scene, or so it seemed, and I didn't wish to mess things up for us. Didn't want to arouse her inner child, for that child was fierce, that child was a terror. That child could be sweet for sure, but also could be bitter. That child was sometimes a dream, but mostly a nightmare. Life is sometimes a dream, but mostly a nightmare. So I didn't make current waves. I just rode surfer waves as we rode in Uber cars driven by newer slaves. Wanted nothing more for us than to have a way for us to escape. Wanted nothing whatsoever from her. Nothing except her time. How silly am I? Wanting the only thing that money cannot buy. I wanted to say something with some significance urgently, but like usual, I just bit my tongue and swallowed my words, washing my words down willingly with plural rounds of complimentary shots from whichever open bar. After a decent amount of time had passed by, maybe it was a few months, I finally spoke up words to which to this day I still regret. Words that would set in motion the beginning of our end, even though I hadn't noticed yet, so I didn't know it yet. I said, you love that phone more than you love me, so that's it, I'm leaving. This sentence, like all the most hurtful sentences was, made up of a combination of truth, anger, and passion, was made out of a sense of desperation, hatred, and love. Didn't, I didn't know if you can actually witness a heartbreak until that moment, but then I realized that if you could, if you could witness and actually recognize it, then I saw her heartbreak in that moment, and it signified the catalyst of our end beginning. Her heart broke for all the reasons a heart breaks. She felt betrayed, attacked, misunderstood, and neglected. She felt she had given me her everything, and that in turn, it was all rejected. That I'd disrespected her, and worst of all, that I hadn't even detected it. There were no tears, there was no explanations, no reaction, no pleading, no reasoning. There was only misinterpreted intentions for illogical reasons and an escalation of arguments used as excuses for our abuses. The truth is, I loved her. More than any girl before her or any girl that has come after but you know what they say. You never really miss what you have until it's gone. You never really miss who you have until they're gone. You never get a chance to say goodbye once they're gone. Well, c'est la vie, mi petit amour. This is life and life after all goes on. Even when morally bankrupt with both accounts, Desperately overdrawn. Anyways, we broke up. As most couples eventually do, we went our separate ways, severed all ties with broken hearts, all battered black and blue, each of us holding separate parts of each other's lies and truth. We moved away from each other. 
yeah, we moved away geographically, but moving on, well, on and we never really moved. We did go cold turkey, though. No calls, no emails, no texts. We didn't speak for months. Still, I thought about her every single day. One day after another, the next after the next. It's strange how close someone can feel. Even when they are so far away, it's strange how far someone can feel. Even when they are right there near with you. Sometimes I feel closer to someone when they aren't there. If you love someone after all, you should tell them and then let them go. The heart only grows fonder with time, so if they return one day, then you know for sure that they are there to stay. Anyways, one day, I don't remember the exact day, I called her, craving to hear her soft tones in my ears once more. To my surprise, she answered, uh, hello, who's this? Uh, it's me, it's me, it's me. It's Aaron, I replied to remind her. There was a long, suspenseful pause. And then she spoke up. Oh my love, it's, it's been months, she exclaimed excitedly. Months in this city can feel like years. It's so good to hear from you, babe. Hey, can I text you later? Ugh. This last sentence didn't make sense. I didn't desire to read another text conversation. I desired to hear her voice in real time, to see her face in real life, to have a real conversation with her by my side still. It had been months, and I didn't want to scare her off with overt emotions. It's a strange time when people are scared of love letters. I wanted to tell her time is passing faster than any of us has realized that life is too short to not spend every living moment with someone you love, that we should be celebrated as miracles, not neglected as mistakes to be ignored. I wanted to say something so bad, but like usual, I just bit my tongue and swallowed my words. Reminded me of all those nights we spent at the bar. So in order to not startle her, I only said, okay, in the most agreeable sounding type of way. To which she said, oh, thanks. And then we both hung up our phones. I thought there was no way that she would text me back. I thought for sure I had again be left alone. But hey, the world is full of surprises. And to my surprise, she called me back that very same night. And she confessed that she loved me madly. And that us being together in this world are wrong seemed like 
the only thing left that felt right. So we made a plan to have dinner the next day. And every moment in anticipation of that felt like forever to have to wait. We were to meet at this little bistro on Sunset. I arrived a bit early just in case and shot her a text. She texted me back instantly to say she was on her way. I felt as eager sitting there as a high school kid on his very first date. To my shock and surprise, she stood me up and at first I was upset until I learned that in her defense it wasn't all her fault. See, she died in a car crash on Crescent Heights and Sunset on her way to see me cause of death, a text that she was sending me right before she crashed. And in that last moment of her life, she'd sent me a text, but it was never sent. And later I'd found out when I'd read it that this is what it has said. Baby, I love you. Sorry, I'm a bit late. But don't worry, I'm on my way. I'll see you soon. And we are still waiting. But now the tables have turned. Now she's waiting for me to get off my phone and come back home to see her in heaven. So I send this message to her from down here on earth to up to her in heaven in hopes that it is well received. Baby, I still love you. Sorry, I'm running a little late. But don't worry, I'm on my way. And I'll see you soon. With infinite love and everlasting peace, yours truly, forever and always, Aaron L.A. Fifty-six. Thanks and praise. I'll eat her face. She's so cute. I want to eat her peachy little face. Like I'm that crazy guy in Miami, way too high on basalts. Yeah, she's vegan, sweet as angel food cake. But still, she takes my whole tongue like a cannonball. Eat your hearts out, carnivorous haters. I'll cut my ear off and send it to her like Vincent Van Gogh. Give her more roses than Travis Scott gave to Kylie Jenner for longer than Joe DiMaggio gave roses to Marilyn Monroe. I'm just saying, I'm not playing at all, and I'll prove it. I'll build her her own Taj Mahal. Rip off a priceless painting, take her roller skating, and then steal the whole show. 
were wild, untamable animals, unmanageable radicals, fashionably unfathomable tangibles, all systems go. All in, all the time, black swan diving into the deep end, head first, no toe tipping, here goes Cannonball Geronimo. Our voice, the herb pie piper, her vision, the third eyed viper, the pestilential venom and the medicinal antidote. And to quote a quote that I wrote my dear self, she's the answer to my prayers, the reason and the hope, end quote. She's the answer to my prayers and I don't even pray. Okay, actually, low key, I do pray in faith, faithfully, frequently. And I've seen a lot of amazing things in my life, but I am still amazed. Days hypnotize, her frequency makes a beautiful melody. It's music to my ears and to my eyes. I'm amazed it feels great, but tomorrow isn't promised today. Time treats all equally. Tomorrow never comes, life is what happens while we wait. No, so no hesitate or debate, and of course, no delay. Tomorrow never comes, but she comes a lot, and when she does come, she comes in waves. And when she does, I am dazed, honey glazed, and lovely crazed. She makes this free man feel like a liberated slave. Her waves washed over my island, and since then, nothing was the same. My bed's a mess, haven't made it in however many days. Bed's a mess, but when we're together, we've got it all made. So perfectly misbehaved, it's logically insane. Lost myself and found myself all wrapped up in her maze. A labyrinth of thickets, I'm flabbergasted. Like, what is this? And usually I'm not religious, but I must give her her thanks and praise and say, Thank you, God, hallelujah, praise God, or rather, goddess, amen. A woman, her temple, I worship, praising her existence, I say my grace. Committed, I pledge allegiance to all her erogenous regions, so delicious and nutritious, she does the dishes, I clean her plate. Love the way she tastes told you before, she's sweet as vegan angel food cake. Plus, she's so freaking cute that after I clean her plate, all I want to do is eat her peachy little face. She's so cute. I want to eat her peachy little face. Like, I'm that crazy guy in Miami, way too high on bath sauce. And yeah, she's vegan, sweet as angel food cake. But still, she takes my whole tongue like a damn cannibal. Fifty-seven. That 4 a.m. feeling. Just want to grab hold of something or someone. Feeling clingy, stirring without going any particular direction. Maybe I'm confused from being used for others' amusement. Maybe they betrayed my trust and left me lost in secession. 
leaving impressions embossed on the walls of my fortress after they looted the halls, stole my secrets, and left undetected. Fled with the gems and the family jewels, left holes in my barricades and my defenses, left me alone with only polluted perceptions and this lingering depression. But maybe that wasn't their intention. Maybe I should forgive them. Maybe I was a student and they were here to teach me a lesson. Then again, maybe whatever it was, maybe I asked for it. Maybe life's a trip and that's why I always have my passport. Maybe we hope for the best but prepare for the worst and that's why whatever happens, I'm always prepared for it. And maybe that's why I write these words as a last resort, a sort of front line, first line of defense in the form of first person reports against a constantly felt but rarely seen malicious force that attacks sans remorse and attempts to throw me off course. And I feel the pressure from its evilish endeavors on my shores, especially when out in the public where there's people in hordes. But I stay steadfast, as steadfast as a Comanche on an Indian horse. In the trees, in a forest, I might be disliked, but I cannot be ignored. We might be disliked, but we cannot be ignored. Meanwhile, we ignore any ordinary ordinance. But we are flammable, we are as explosive as any unexploded ordinance. Adamant about our refusal to submit or be their subordinates. Which is exactly why if you're independent in any way, any type or any kind, then I'm in support of it. But at the same time as I strive for an independent existence, I'm still searching for other life out there in this solo solar system. With this overwhelming feeling of this sense of loneliness, drifting aimlessly through this dark galaxy's vastness. And that's exactly why I'm out here reaching for someone to hold. I'm strong, yes, for sure, but I'm also desperately in need of some assistance. That's why I must admit this. I just want to grab hold of something or someone, feeling clingy, stirring without going any particular direction. Maybe I'm confused from being used for others' amusement. Maybe they betrayed my trust and left me lost in secession, leaving impressions embossed on the walls of my fortress after they looted the hall, stole my secrets, and left undetected fled with the gems and the family jewels, left holes in my barricades and in my defenses, left me alone with only polluted perceptions in this lingering depression. But then again, maybe that wasn't their intention and I should just forgive them. Maybe I was a, a student and they were here to teach me an invaluable lesson. Then again, maybe whatever it was, Maybe I asked for it. Maybe life's a trip. And that's why I always have my passport. Maybe we hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. So no matter what happens, even if it's unplanned, we're not surprised. We're prepared for it.
58. That, that is Mike Posner vibes. That feeling in your gut, that tingle in your spine, those goosebumps on your skin, that voice that speaks up from inside, that energy in the crowd, that aura in the air, that vibe that vibes, that sense that there's so much more in store out there. Though maybe nothing really matters and maybe life isn't really fair. And maybe that's why apathy spreads like an emotional disease and maybe that's why no one seems to care. And I wonder if those facts are more depressing or liberating. Tell me how you really feel. For you, I choose truth over dare. So just admit it, who are you kidding? I'm truly curious. Do those facts here fill you with more hope or more despair? Probably both. Like how Mike Posner says, keep going as he hits the road. Then halfway across America gets bit by a baby rattlesnake, gets an airlift and has to learn to walk all over again from home. Collective existence is a totalitarian democracy. There's an all-seeing supreme being, but you can still vote. The coronary donor is a poetic loner that honors the moment by walking across the globe. As he contemplates growing a beard like Mike Posner, he writes composures as he goes forward down life's road. On the open road, hoping for healing so he can finally have some closure, I took a pill in Ibiza and realized that I had to let it all go. Craved a way to get away from himself, then realized no matter where he went, there he was. That he could never escape himself, so he had to accept himself. Not to show people who he is, but to find out who he'll become. The embodiment of Carpe Diem sees the day, embrace what you cannot escape. Realize no matter where you go, there you are, you can't hide. Can never escape yourself, so you've got to accept yourself. There is no other way. Look within and you'll find that true change happens from inside. And that's why I advise that you don't ignore that feeling in your gut, that tingle in your spine those goosebumps on your skin, that voice that speaks up from inside, that energy in the crowd, that aura in the air, that vibe that vibes, that sense that there's so much more in store out there let me repeat again what I just said here maybe we grow through this because we can't ignore that feeling in our gut that tingle in our spines
those goosebumps on our skin, that voice that speaks up from inside, that energy in the crowd, that aura in the air, that vibe that vibes, and that sense, that undeniable sense that there's still so much more in store out there. Keep going. Well, that's probably um, that's probably the perfect time to uh, conclude part seven of the audio journey of the Hollywood Hills trilogy, volume three, Dark Lights and Bright Shadows by Aaron Lelux. Um, the soundtrack was a DJ mix by the DJ jazzy hop um and that mix was simply called the uh, jazz hip-hop instrumental chill mix so if you like those vibes go ahead and and, uh, check out um jazzy hops other mixes and thank you again for listening i really appreciate it hope uh hope you're doing well be good to those around you and um until uh until next time Um, take care and we'll see you back here for part eight. Peace and love.